A new day has come to Augustus, Illinois, at the Harper Mansion in the foyer. Elaine enters the foyer, having come from the living room. She then goes to the door. Leslie, hi. Hello, Elaine. Thank you so much for coming by. Please, come on in. Elaine steps aside, and Leslie then enters the home. Elaine, I would just like to start off by saying that I was so sorry to hear about Emma. Oh, thank you. We were all devastated by the loss. And if if I'm being honest, well, that's why I called you over here. I was actually going to ask you about that next. I was at the Central Grill with my father having breakfast. He saw my shock upon me seeing that I had gotten a text from you. I have no doubt about that. But this is very important, Leslie. I need your help. Oh? What's going on? I need you to get through to my son. You see, since Emma's funeral, he has just completely shut down. I understand why, but I think it's important for him to see that There is some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Leslie, please, please tell me. You'll help me make Colin see that light, please? At the Tasty Bean Cafe in the main area, the cafe is closed for the day. Meanwhile, Lenore and Skye are standing over by the coffee bar drawing on poster boards in order to make signs for their old neighborhood protest. Alrighty, Mom. We are on fire. I can't believe we already have 20 signs done. We've made really good progress, baby. We still have a long road ahead of us, however. Yes, we do. But we've got a lot of fight in us, don't we? Oh, you damn right we do. Just then, Caitlin enters the main area, having come from the patio. Hey, you guys. Hi, Caitlin. It's so great to see you. Thank you so much for coming this morning to help out with the protest. Lenore, I'd do anything for you. It's great to see you, Caitlin. Yeah, you too. Anyway, where do you want me? I'll do anything you need me to do. Not so fast. Caitlin, Skye, and Lenore look over at the entrance to the patio just as Graham enters the main area. Well, well, well. Graham Williams. I've been waiting for you to show up here. How the hell are you doing today? <laughs> God, you think it won, don't you? Oh, Isaac has a lot of friends, Graham. And a lot of those people don't want to see this neighborhood turned into a sorry excuse for a Las Vegas strip ripoff. Oh, and uh, by the way, there's nothing else you can do. Your whole case was thrown out. This protest is happening. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it.
At Opulence Monthly in Stephanie's office, Stephanie is sitting at her desk talking on her office telephone. Yes, please tell Anna that I can't make it to a party this year. Let her know that I'll send a case of her favorite wine to serve at the party. Thanks, Margot. Bye for now. As Stephanie puts the phone on the hook, Christopher suddenly enters the office. Good morning, Stephanie. (sighs) I guess I should really start closing the door and perhaps locking it. Stephanie stands from her desk and goes to him. What can I do for you? I was hoping that you could give me some of your time. I'm here to apologize, Stephanie. I'm here to apologize for all the time we've been interrupted by Isabella. Your wife. Don't forget that. At the central grill in the dining area, Miranda is sitting at a table talking on her cell phone. She is also eating a light breakfast. Yes, Tracy, I will be taking the rest of the day off. I just need a break. Talk to you later. As Miranda hangs up from the call, Jonah enters the establishment, immediately spots her, and then goes to her. Well, hey, you. Jonah, hello. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm actually glad I bumped into you. Do you have a second? Please, sit. Jonah sits down across from Miranda. So, what can I do for you? Well, I think you should know that a publisher has officially picked up my book, and it's actually going to be done by June. Wow. Congratulations, Jonah. Thank you. So, what do you need from me then? Well, I was just wondering if you were still okay with me telling the world my life story. Because once it's published, there's no going back, especially in the parts you're included in. At CH Advertising on the fifth floor, Isabella is sitting behind her desk, typing an email to Colin on her computer. Hey Colin, hope this email finds you well. Have a great day. Isabella then hits the send button on the email. Upon hearing the elevator doors open, Isabella looks up from her computer just as Alex steps off of the elevator and walks over to her. Hello, Isabella. Alex Bennett. If you're looking for Colin, he isn't in. I'm sure you heard his wife passed away recently. Last week was her funeral. Yes, Isabella. I heard. I was actually good friends with Emma. Gosh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. That's quite all right. Anyway, what brings you here? I'm glad you asked. I would like to take you out for a bite to eat. It's almost lunchtime, and there's a really good deli around the corner from here. That's awfully kind of you to offer, but you don't have to start treating me as a friend all of a sudden. I mean, you just found out about my existence after all. And because you're divorced from Leslie, We're not even connected in any way at all. I know, but... But what? Why have you really come here today, Alex? What's going on in that head of yours? You caught me, Isabella. I would love to take you to lunch because since I met you a few days ago, I've wanted to take you out so badly. Pardon? You heard me right. I'm married, but... Thanks. 
judging by our conversation that one night, I know that Christopher doesn't treat you right, Isabella. So come on, come out with a real man for just a few minutes and see what I have to offer. My oh my, how exactly will I be able to refuse said offer? At JJ's apartment in the living room, JJ and Danielle are standing across from one another. Danielle puts her cell phone into her back pocket, signaling the fact that she has just gotten off of a cell phone call. Well, everything is now set for us to stay with mom for this weekend at her facility. <sighs> Good. I'm glad that we can see her and have a talk with her about what went down in Linwood. Me too. It'll be good for us to detox all of our feelings. Definitely, and hey, I'm happy that you decided to take this trip with me. After you came back to my loft that night, I can tell that seeing mom is ultimately the right thing to do. For peace of mind, that is. Yeah, by the way, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. You just seem kinda nervous. <laughs> I'm not nervous at all. I'm doing just fine. Now I think we should get going. Mom is expecting us. We don't want to keep her waiting. You're right. I get the bags. Thanks. And I'll pull up the car around. Awesome. Danielle goes to the door as JJ picks up the two suitcases from the floor. Back at the Harper Mansion in the living room, Elena's standing at the bar cart as she picks up a bottle of vodka. Well, hello, my old friend. Elaine smiles and begins to open the top of the bottle. However, as she is almost done opening the bottle, she suddenly hears footsteps approaching. Elaine quickly puts the cap back on the bottle and puts it on the bar cart just as Lucinda enters the room. Oh, Lucinda, hello. Hi, Elaine. Well, it's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thank you for letting me continue to stay in your guest bedroom, by the way. Much like your son, I'm just not ready to be back in his and my daughter's home. Oh, I completely understand. And believe me, you can stay here just as long as you would like. Oh, thank you, Elaine. Anyway, how are you holding up? Well, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm just so worried about Colin and, well, everyone else in the house. I know. But enough about me. What about you, Lucinda? I mean, it's just the two of us. How are you really doing? You can tell me the truth. There's no one else around. You know, Elaine, it still feels as though I'm living a nightmare that I can't wake up from. I want to know who did this to Emmy so badly. Then, at the same time, I want to make sure that no one under this roof has to worry about that. I also want my grandson to feel his mom's presence and spirit. <laughs> I want a lot of things. And I'm realizing more and more with each passing day that there are so many hats to wear. 
There are so many things to get done, yet there don't seem to be enough hours in this day anymore. The days are blending together. Each day feels like the one before it. And you feel as though the walls are closing in, right? That's exactly right. Lucinda, I think you should go lay down. Excuse me? Just stop for a moment. I'm trying to be more than a friend here. I'm trying to be more than a family member here. I'm trying to be someone who sees you as a mother who needs rest. I know, I, I know you don't want to leave Connor's side because you see Emma in him. I do too. But between me and the rest of the staff, well, we can take care of him. You need to go rest, Lucinda. It truly is what Emma would have wanted. Are you sure that I can go rest? I don't want to close my eyes, Elaine. I want to keep them open because I feel that if I were to close them, then that means by the time I wake up, from the time I see it's the same day, then that means that this can't be a dream anymore. It will mean that the harsh reality of my daughter's dying has set in. Oh, honey, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry for what you're going through. But, but please, go rest. Go take care of you for once. And I know that it's scary for this to all sink in. I can promise you that I will be there for you, Lucinda. You have my word. I will be by your side, friend to friend, mother to mother. <gasps> are, are you sure? Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Still at the Harper Mansion in Colin's bedroom, Leslie enters the room as Colin turns around. Hey, I can't believe my mom put you up to this. You, you didn't have to come up here and check on me. Colin, we've been through a lot through the years. Even though your mother called me over here, that doesn't take away from the fact that I was going to come and check on you anyway. You were? Of course. Colin... You have suffered an incomparable loss. I'm so very sorry that Emma has passed. Thank you. How's Connor doing? Oh, um... Uh, oh, it's heartbreaking seeing him go through this. Last night he had a nightmare and I... I went into his room to make sure that he was okay. But he wanted Emma. He wanted his mom and he begged for her. He pleaded, and I I just don't know how I'm going to be a parent. He needs me to be, Leslie. Colin, I know you can be the dad that he needs you to be. When we were together, you were an amazing fatherly figure to Aiden. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Of course. <sighs> can you believe it? Believe what? How much that we've all been through in this damn town. My God, a year ago, all of our lives were completely different. I truly do think that the night that we were all held hostage by Dominique, 
that was the night that changed all of us. Notice that no one has been the same since that night. And yet after being treated like a victim for a period of time, we were all just expected to move on. Alex and I were shot. I was completely paralyzed from the waist down for months and I can't even fully walk to this day. And you, you still have to work at that hotel every single day. It has been so very hard. You know, I think you're onto something. That night, we forgave one another. Alex and I reached the true end of our marriage and I was held hostage by that awful human being. Oh, how I wish we could all go back to normal. You know, I've been keeping this from everyone for a very long time now, but I've been struggling, Colin. I truly have. Going to work every day in that hotel has been hell on me. It's forever tainted by that night. And I have developed so much anxiety. I constantly change passwords. I constantly feel as though I have to watch my back. I go to kickboxing classes three times a week. And through all of this, I just truly don't know what to do anymore. Damn, Leslie. I... That's exactly how I feel. I just don't know what to do anymore in this life. And God, how I wish someone would just tell me what the hell to do. Sometimes, all we can rely on is one another. Do you really believe that? Colin, there's strength in bonds. I guess you're right. Leslie rushes up to Colin, and the two embrace. Back at the central grill in the dining area, Miranda takes a sip of her coffee. You know, I do want to say thank you. For what? For asking me if I'm okay with releasing this book. It includes a lot about you, because our lives revolved around one another for so long, Miranda. <laughs> that they did. And I'm fine with everything. It's your story, Jonah. Go for it. Thank you. By the way, before I go, can I ask you something? Sure. Well, as I've been writing this memoir of mine, I couldn't help but deeply reminisce over the life we once shared. Of course. I guess that would be expected as you dredge up memories from the past. But I'm not quite sure of what you need to ask me. Do you visit Miranda? Do you miss our marriage? Uh, <laughs> that's a loaded question, Jonah. You know, I still think that our divorce was completely warranted. Yet, I will tell you that once in a great while, I pull out an old photo album and all of the great memories we made through the years do come flooding back. We met in middle school. <laughs> we were married for what feels like an eternity. And we made two beautiful children together. I can't change that, and truthfully, I don't want to. Now, I can never forgive you for what you did to me. However, I think that after all this time, it's a good time to move on, Jonah. I would really like that. Consider it done. Back at Opulence Monthly in Stephanie's office. Christopher, can I be honest with you right now? Sure. 
I have to start off by saying that I think it was really noble of you to come here. I just don't think you understand why I'm not going to be able to see you again. We both know that Leslie took the liberty of filling you in on my past history with having an affair with a married man. That's something I'm not willing to do again. I get it. You have served Isabella divorce papers because... Uh, he had an affair not once, but twice. With the same man. Yes, I know. I destroyed Jonah's marriage with him by my side, and by the time me and Jonah's affair was revealed... Miranda was rushing to sign the papers, and I know that you are too. However, I do not think you should make such a rash decision. Oh yeah? Why do you think that? Because as someone who has had ample time to observe how your wife feels about you, I can tell you that there's still something there on both ends. Christopher, I can tell that you still care for her. Are you joking? <laughs> Honey, I'm very good at reading complex situations. I'm not saying that you have to take my advice to heart, but at least consider it, okay? If you insist. I always do. Now, if you will excuse me, I have to get back to work. I have a deadline. Okay. See you around. Stephanie smiles as Christopher walks out of the office. Meanwhile, at Donovan's apartment in the living room, Donovan is sitting on the couch looking at his television, which shows him a live feed of planted cameras. He's currently watching Stephanie in her office. Who is that bitch seeing now? She's got to stop stepping out on me. I will no longer stand for it. I had her once before in that secret room, and I will have her again. Back at the Tasty Bean Cafe in the main area, Graham takes a step closer to Lenore. What's wrong, Graham? You seem very angry right now. Are you upset over the protest getting the green light? Or are you upset over being bested at your own game by a woman? You know, toxic masculinity is a big issue. I haven't been bested at a damn thing. Oh, but you have. Now get out of my cafe, damn it. Listen, bitch, I am going to get my way. Okay, that is enough. Break it up. Listen, Graham, I am not going to let you attack my mother. And either you get off her property or I will call the police. Look, we're all from this town. We all want what's best for it. No, the three of us want what's best for this town. You want to turn it into a shell of itself, and I will not let that happen. By the way, I'm a harper. We always know how to win in a tricky situation. You think I don't know who you are. I know I've spent a lot of time away from this town, but that doesn't mean I don't know that you are dating my niece. That doesn't mean that I won't go easy on you if you continue to help these people oppose my project. Much like Lakin herself, I will continue to oppose this project of yours. <laughs> okay. Y'all haven't seen a damn thing yet. Get ready to lose the war that's on the horizon. Graham then walks out of the establishment. Ooh, thank you, girls. I'm glad he's gone. Are you okay, Mom? Yeah, I'm fine. I just... I'm starting to see that 
This man's becoming unhinged a little, and that scares the hell out of me. Lenore, you have nothing to be scared of. We can defeat Graham Williams. By the time we're done, he won't be tearing down so much as a weed sticking up out of the crack in the sidewalk. I have to agree with Caitlin, Mom. He should be fearing all of us, not the other way around. We are stronger than he is. You do really think that? Of course. Sky smiles over at Caitlin. Now let's get back to making those signs. All right, I'm in. Let's go for it. Caitlin, Sky, and Lenore go back over to the coffee bar to continue painting the signs for the protest. Outside of the Tasty Bean Cafe, Graham retrieves his cell phone from the breast pocket of his suit jacket. He then dials a number and puts the phone up to his ear. I can't lose this fight. If I don't follow through with this deal, then I could lose $50 million and that can't happen. Do you hear me? Can't let this protest happen. At least not in a peaceful manner. Let's show Lenore Parkhurst who she is really messing with, hmm? Back at the Harper Mansion in Colin's bedroom, Colin and Leslie are lying on the bed, looking up at the ceiling. Colin lets out a sigh and looks at his wristwatch. Shouldn't you be leaving to go pick up Aiden? It's Alex's day with him. Oh, well, how is that going, by the way? I was sorry to hear about the two of you getting a divorce. Thank you for saying that. We both know why it needed to happen. Anyway, we've been very civil to one another. Everything has worked out well, which I'm very grateful for. I bet. Leslie, thank you for coming by here. You don't have to thank me, Colin. You need someone by your side right now. You don't live in your own home. You're a single parent now. You've got a long road ahead of you. But I... Much like a lot of people in this town, will be there for you every step of the way. You really mean that? Of course I do. Leslie then reaches over and holds hands with Colin. Meanwhile, in a guest bedroom at the Harper Mansion, Lucinda is sitting on the bed, looking through a small stack of papers that she has kept close for quite some time. Oh, Emmy... I will always regret keeping this secret from you. But while you were on this earth, I knew that I could not destroy your happiness. Connor meant everything to you, and so did Colin. That is why I let the two of you stay together. But now that you are gone, none of that matters. I know that you want me to raise Connor. I can feel it. Lucinda deeply examines the papers she is holding, and as she turns the page, it is revealed that the papers that she has guarded for so long are in fact a paternity test. And after all, how can Colin Harper take such good care of a child that isn't even his. Lucinda then looks over at a framed photograph of baby Connor and his mother, Emma. I love you, Connor. And don't you worry. Grandma Lucinda will take care of you. And 
I might even let you meet your real father, Alex Bennett. This has been the indie series award-winning drama Forever and a Day. Created by KCS Hutchison. Co-executive producer Candace Mack. Co-executive producer KCS Hutchison. Written by KCS Hutchison, Candace Mack, and Emmy Morgan. Consultant Tom Racina. Music and sound effects provided by Fesseline Studios and Soundstripe. Theme song provided by Soundstripe. This episode starred Kalia Davis as Leslie Marshall, Quinn Van Antwerp as Colin Harper, Terry Lemer as Lenore Parkhurst, Mackenzie Bell as Sky Parkhurst, Lucretia Lyon as Caitlin Harper, Ron Schnitker as Graham Williams, Elizabeth Von Isser as Elaine Harper, Christina Sullivan as Stephanie Markham, Lance Guzman as Christopher Marshall, Michael Carr as Donovan Aldridge, Renee Saran as Miranda Williams, Matthew Preston as Jonah Bennett, Ashley Stewart as Isabella Reed, Tyler David as Alex Bennett, with Claire Statmuller as Lucinda Prescott, Candace Mack as Danielle Frazier, and Sherard Jackson as Jesse J.J. Frazier. Join us next Monday for an all-new episode of Forever Today on Anchor, FAADseries.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.